Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, everybody. Time for another episode of Murder, Murder Happy, Happy Hour. Slugging the Diet Coke today. Yeah, because for us, it's Sunday. Sunday. It's not a Sunday fun day. It isn't. It was a Saturday fun, fun night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was lots going on yesterday. There's a lot of activities. The Vikings didn't win again. Which... I could care less. Spoiler alert. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So today we're going to talk about the murder, the murder, the murder of Kelsey Barrett. Kelsey was a 29-year-old pilot um, from Woodland Park, Colorado. She went missing on Thanksgiving Day 2018, so this is a fairly new one. (sighs) Where shall we start? Kelsey was last seen going into and out of a grocery store with her one-year-old daughter on Thanksgiving Day 2018. She had stopped to pick up some stuff for Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, Then she is seen on security footage leaving the store with her daughter. About 12, between 12.31 and 12.33 p.m., there were two calls made back and forth between her and her fiancé. And both phones were connected to a tower in Woodland Park, so they were within the same area. Around 12.41 that day, they texted between 1, 1 and 1.15. Um, Z, who is Barrett's um, fiancé, is shown on a Walmart security footage with their one-year-old daughter. His excuse basically is that he met her near her home to exchange the child, and at that time she was alive. Uh, He also returned a handgun and keys to her, supposedly, at that time, which seems strange. Interesting. And he lived on a ranch outside of this town, so apparently they did not live together. Yeah, they were engaged and they had this baby Baby together. together. Yeah, but they weren't living together. Yes, so kind of an interesting saga. And I don't believe that they had really been together, like, a super-duper long time. He had had another previous very serious girlfriend before that, and they had a one-year-old daughter, so I would say probably in, like, a two-year time frame. Yeah, like, I didn't... You couldn't find a lot of backstory no, there about wasn't them. Honestly, the only thing that I really found was that her mom said, even though they didn't live together, they had a strong relationship, um, they were very loving, yeah. and then a friend of the couple also said the relationship was good. And that's basically all the background yeah. information I found on it. So there was kind of some weird tendencies um, that Patrick, the fiancé, had exhibited throughout his previous relationship and this relationship with Kelsey. When his daughter was born prematurely, he became, like, totally enraged when they had to take the baby to the NICU and, like, became so mad and so upset that they had to call social services on him. Like, yeah. he just, like, flew off the handle. Yeah, which is so crazy. Just seems kind of like a jackal and Hyde type of yeah. thing. Because you hear things, like, you hear total polar opposite things about him. His ex-girlfriend is, like, he was crazy, he would abuse animals, he was emotionally and physically abusive, and... Actually, his ex-girlfriend, right after she got out of the relationship with him, got hooked on methamphetamine and, like, went on this whole big downward spiral. So, whether that has to do with their breakup or not, I guess is anybody's guess. Um, But, according to Patrick, uh, he had their daughter. He was 
uh, at Walmart, and then never heard or saw from Kelsey again. Um, other than there was a little bit of texting going back and forth, but there's security footage from Kelsey's apartment that shows him entering her place at about 1.25 p.m. that day, which he said he was not there. So right away there's a big hole in Mr. Fiance's story. Yeah. Well, and also kind of weird, like, they must, I, I don't know what their plans were, they must have been planning to spend Thanksgiving separately. Yeah, but then she had messaged him when she was at the Safeway grocery store and said that she had picked up sweet potatoes for if he wanted sweet pota- potato casserole. So it just seems kind of weird to me, I guess, that he was, like, saying that he talked to her or was texting her or whatever, but then, like, Yeah, they just never met up. Yeah. Yeah. And she was never reported missing until her mom actually filed the missing persons report on December 1st, I believe. Yeah, I have December 2nd, but yeah, Yeah, either way, I mean, and Thanksgiving was November 22nd. Yeah. Like, that's a long time. For your fiance. And like he had their daughter during this whole time and, and was it wondering, yeah, it. Like, where's, where's my fiance? But yeah, there were some texts that supposedly went back and forth this same day about that she was breaking up with him. Oh, which who wrote those messages? No one will know, right. but basically, like, I'll respect you if you need space, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Like, that he was trying to cover up something there. So, from what police have been able to put together, sometime within that afternoon of November 22nd, 2018, he uh, was at Kelsey's apartment with her, blindfolded her, and was having her smell candles. Yeah. Yeah. Which, how they know that, I don't know. um, I think, well, the spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. we, we know His other we're... girlfriend. Yeah, dun, dun, dun. Shocker. <laughs> Are we surprised by that? Yeah, he was, like, pretending, like, oh, I'm going to blindfold you, and we're going to play a game. Yeah. and That's weird, but There was okay. quite a game, because he beat her to death with a baseball bat. And, like, I guess my first thought is, like, okay, well, disclaimer, I don't think you should ever kill anybody, but, like... Are you that big of a coward? Yeah. Like, you can't even face your fiancé. Yeah. You have to blindfold, blindfold her, her and then strike her from behind her when she can't see yeah. you. So, blindfolded her, beat her to death with a baseball bat, and his girlfriend, this Christy... Christy, right? Uh, Crystal. Oh, okay. This Crystal, Kenny, was aware of what was going on during this time, and he had actually asked Crystal quite a few times prior to that to kill her. Yes. He had tried to get her to drug her coffee before, beat her with a metal pipe. Like, he had and numerous. She, yeah, she had even gone to Kelsey's place. Oh, okay. With, like, and I think maybe that was, like, the coffee. To um, try and spike yeah, it. Yeah, he was trying to get her to poison her. <laughs> and she went to her house, knocked on her door, but then she couldn't go through with it. Oh. Wild. That's so wild. Like, you're going to get your girlfriend to do your dirty work for you? So, around this same time, after the killing, 3.36 p.m., there's video sh- footage showing Patrick at Kelsey's house again. So, sometime between 1.24 and 3.30, he left the house after the killing, very likely, and was shown entering the house again. During this time, he called his mom and Crystal... And he also used Kelsey's phone to try and make up fake communication between them. Like, was texting back and forth. 
during this time, he also texted Crystal to come to Colorado to clean up her mess. Yeah. Which she knew meant that he had killed Kelsey. Yeah. And she lived 12 hours away. In Idaho, yes. And mm-hmm. and did it. She came. Yeah. Came and cleaned up. Um, she found several teeth that he had knocked out in the oh. killing. She cleaned up. She left blood specifically on a baby gate and I believe on a dishwasher. So that police would find blood spatter, but cleaned up the rest. She had bleach. Uh, where did I put that? Oh, so um, during the next couple of days, Kelsey's and Patrick's phones continue to ping on the same towers, and they're texting back and forth. So, yeah, like, and supposedly clearly the like phones different were together. Places. Yeah, the yeah. phones were together. During this time, Crystal is planning to come to Colorado from Idaho. Um. November 24th, so two days after the killing, Patrick's still communicating with Kelsey, acting like everything's fine via text message, but still pinging off the same towers, Mm -hmm. like they were in the same place. Uh, The 24th, Crystal arrives in Colorado. She called her friends and asked them to sleep at her house in Idaho in order to give her an alibi, like that they were having a sleepover. And she lived with her ex-husband, Crystal did, And she told him she was attending a birthday party and helping someone move. So she had all sorts of alibis flying around. So she cleaned up the apartment using bleach gloves, hairnet, shoe covers, and she had, like, a full bodysuit. Oh, my goodness. To clean this up. So this was a long time coming. I was going to say, this sounds a little prepared. A little premeditated, yes. So based on Crystal's testimony... There was blood all over the house. She found a tooth that was knocked out in the murder, and it took her hours to clean up the mess because there it was like a bloodbath yeah, everywhere. Like such a disaster! It's awful. Oh, she purposely left blood on the fireplace and a baby gate, hoping Did that she? yeah, hoping that investigators would find it. Mm-hmm. And her, she had told her friends in Idaho previously that he had been asking her to kill his fiance. And her friends were like, "Yeah, you should report that to the police." And she never did. So she's definitely a. <sighs> Is she, like, I would say a willing accomplice. Right, but then it's like, then you wonder what their relationship is like, But she was real quick to turn on him. Right. Real fast. Which, I mean, is good, but yeah. And Crystal also believes that Patrick and Kelsey's daughter was in the apartment at the time of the Mm -hmm. killing. So that poor little one-year-old girl. I know. During this time, uh, Kelsey's body was hidden in a big black tote at... Patrick's ranch on top of a haystack, like a big Rubbermaid tub, mm-hmm. 100-gallon tub, I believe they said. So after they cleaned up the apartment, they got her body and they took it to his home, which was located on the ranch. They put the tote in a 100-gallon trough and burned it using motor oil, gasoline, and wood. Um, Patrick tried to talk Crystal into taking her body back to Idaho to get rid of it, but she refused. She wouldn't do it. And Crystal says that she never actually saw the body, but Patrick had told her that her body was in the tote. But she also stated later that she might have seen a human body in the fire after the tote melted. Yeah. Like, like, either you see a human body or you don't. Right, well, and it's like... And, like, you smell rotting flesh and and burning flesh. Yes, they, like, were disposing of this body together. You clear, like, you cleaned up a crime scene for your boyfriend. something happened, yeah. You know what's going on. And then the worst part is, like... In, I don't know if this was, like, in the midst of it, like, in the middle of it or after or whatever, but then he just, like, went and had Thanksgiving dinner. Yep. With his family. Yep. Just 
Not a big deal. Ugh. And, like, where was the baby while you're burning her mother's body? Right. This I little never one-year-old thought baby. about that. And, like, it just blows my mind. She might have seen a human body in the fire. I feel like... You did or you didn't? Some did the, you see somebody's skull or did you not? Right. Like, I feel like some of the things she was saying, like, had to be, like, she wanted to turn him in, but then she, yeah. like, wanted to save herself, so yeah. I'm sure she was, like, half lying, half telling the truth, like, who even knows? So Patrick gave Crystal Kelsey's handgun in order to say it was missing and told her to dispose of the gun when she got back to Idaho because she didn't want to get rid of the body, so you can at least do this and get rid of the gun. That and her cell phone too so on the way back to idaho crystal was using kelsey's phone and texting with patrick to cover up their tracks like kelsey and patrick had been conversing she also used the phone to text kelsey's boss and mom yeah that's bad that's terrible well and then it makes sense why it took so long yeah because her mom's like okay whatever yeah and like like, work wasn't expecting her because she had messaged them yep so really between november 24th and december 2nd there wasn't a whole lot going on um patrick went about his normal life yeah and actually it's worth noting that crystal and patrick had gotten involved in a sexual relationship in late 2016 early 2017 And they had known each other for more than a decade. So while he's with Kelsey, he is this whole time with this crystal as well. And he had started thinking about killing Kelsey, according to Crystal, as early as September of 2018. So, like, this had been planned out for quite a few months. Yep, it was October 22nd of 2018 that Crystal's friend had had a conversation with Crystal that... She was like, yeah, Patrick's asking me to help him kill Kelsey. And she, this friend is a paralegal. What? And she told Kel- or Crystal to tell the police about it. And she just didn't think she ever did. But, like, you're just going to let that go? That just doesn't seem like casual uh, yeah. conversation. So between the 24th and the 2nd of December, really not a whole lot going on. They're pretending like Kelsey's still alive. Yeah, I remember, like, I was following All the this while. on the news, yeah. and I remember it being, like, she was missing, yep. and, like, Patrick was playing the sad fiancé and, like, looking for his missing fiancé, yeah, and fiance, um, they were, like, tra- like chasing the, this lead to Idaho because of the cell phone, and, yep. oh, it's just so crazy, and, like, all the while, <coughs> she's burned in his yep. backyard, basically. So December 2nd. Uh, Kelsey's mom, Cheryl, called the police and asked them to do a welfare check because she hadn't heard from her daughter in more than a week since the text message that had come from Crystal, actually. Well, that and, like, while they had checked the phone, um, and she had family there, so they thought maybe, you know, that's legitimate, but none of her stuff was missing. Like, all her suitcases, makeup, vehicle, like, all that was at home. So police conducted a welfare check. She, of course, was not at her apartment. And her family said it would be really weird for her to disappear. And this started the missing person yeah, investigation. Yeah, just to, like, up and leave like that. December 4th, police uh, took Patrick's cell phone as the investigation was kind of ramping up. And it was pretty obvious at this point that Patrick probably had something to do with it. Crystal got a new cell phone, told her ex-husband she couldn't find hers. So, the time that she got her new phone, 
is about the same time as when Patrick's phone was confiscated by police. So, like, oh, pretty convenient. Uh, convenient. Uh, December 10th, this is the first time that the police have spoken about Kelsey publicly. And they said that they're looking for her. She hasn't been seen since November 22nd. Yeah, and all the while, like, Patrick was being super cooperative and everything. But he didn't go to the press conference. (laughs) He's not smart. No, obviously not. The next day, police released the surveillance footage showing Kelsey and her daughter leaving the grocery store. And um, they announced that Kelsey had talked to her boss and said she wouldn't be in the following week. So another red flag there. Mm -hmm. December 12th, Patrick signs a document that says, lists five people that could provide care for his daughter in the event that Kelsey wasn't around. And Kelsey's name was not on the list, which is so strange. Hmm. And Patrick's lawyer tells everybody he's cooperating, he's doing everything he can. December 13th, um, police are granted a search warrant, and they totally searched um, Patrick's house. And they, within the next day, um, so December 14th is when they executed the search warrant. After which, and cops were like, we're not ruling him out as a suspect. Yeah, so, like, he wasn't under arrest yet, but yeah, they obviously... Yeah, I don't know if they had even named him as a person of interest, but they're like, he's not ruled out by any means. Right. Uh, they wouldn't say what they recovered in the home, and they, but they did say that Kelsey's disappearance was more suspicious than what they had thought of right away. So they basically were like, this is fishy, this isn't coming right. out right. <clears throat> The report from Patrick's um, search warrant said that they found a bottle of bleach and a mop that tested positive for blood in a search of the residence. So, uh, the same day, the FBI did a phone interview with Crystal, where she basically just outright lied. She didn't told them she didn't remember the last time she had talked to Patrick, and said then, oh, it's probably been like with a month or a month and a half, like just... Just completely lied. Like, they can't trace phone records or what? (laughs) And then she said she was at Patrick's house on November 24th to look at a horse. (laughs) Just... (laughs) Okay. Yeah, just literally coming, pulling stuff right out of her rear end. And then after she spoke with the cops, she told her ex-husband that she was very nervous about the call with the FBI. Well, I would be, too, if I helped clean up a yeah. crime scene. <laughs> then she said that she told them him that the horse story was a lie, but that she believed somebody was setting her up. <sighs> a lot of intelligence going Yeah, a lot on of in intelligence, yep. The next day, police searched Patrick's property again and announced that a reward was being offered in Kelsey's disappearance. Uh, the next, the day after that, this, we're now at the 16th of December, they announced that they were done searching Patrick's property, and they ha- still hadn't found Kelsey. December 17th, Crystal is interviewed again. She wants to speak with her attorney. She, <laughs> she wants to cooperate, but she's not talking to anybody <laughs> until she talks to her attorney. So a few days go by, and she agrees to cooperate with the investigation. They conducted an interview and she basically admitted that they had been planning for months about Kelsey's murder, told how Patrick allegedly killed her, what she did in the murder. Um, they searched apparent they searched Kelsey's apartment again 
and they were found, or the cops were seen removing, like, huge pieces of evidence from the house, like, cutting out carpet, and... Sure. By the end of that same day, there was an arrest for Patrick, an yeah. arrest warrant out. And, and he was charged with murder. Like, this yep. is no longer just yep. Kelsey's First degree murder. Yep. Uh, the next day, he is arrested at his house a little before 7 a.m., and they officially charged him with first-degree murder and solici- solicitation of first-degree murder. And they said for the first time that they Kelsey wasn't alive, and um, they didn't believe that they were going to find her alive. So um, within about a week after Patrick was in jail, he had no bond, no bail, a judge ruled that his daughter with Kelsey would be cared for by Kelsey's parents. And December 31st, Patrick was formally charged with two counts of first-degree murder and three counts of solicitation of murder. And around the same time, it's starting to come out about Crystal and how she's under investigation for helping with commit the crimes. Um, I believe it was... They began... All of January, they're searching for her body... Uh, as far in as February, they still hadn't found anything of 2019. They believe that her body might have been in a dump, like that he like yeah. put it in a landfill or that it yeah. somehow got in a landfill. And they like, I think they did a pretty extensive search yeah. and never did find nope. anything. Nope. The only thing that they found was five teeth at his house. Four of them were in an envelope and then there was one tooth in another envelope, which they're assuming is the one that Crystal found. Why an envelope? Yeah. Why are you... Just stick them in an envelope. Yeah. February 5th of 2019 is when they uh, charged Crystal with tampering with physical evidence. And she pled guilty to the one count of tampering with physical evidence and made a plea deal with the police because really they were out for Patrick. So she agrees to testify in the trial and told investigators everything. Around this time as well, uh, Kelsey's parents had filed a wrongful death suit against Patrick, which he said was totally unfounded. (laughs) Well, well, you murdered her, so... Around Valentine's Day 2019, they kind of... Her parents came out and claimed that he likely killed Kelsey because he wanted full physical custody of their daughter. You're you're engaged. You're supposed to be marrying this person. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, his motive just seems... Yeah. So throughout the month of February, they were um, getting everything ready for the trial. They released a bunch of information about how Crystal worked with Patrick to help get rid of the belongings and help get rid of Kelsey. So from February to uh, late October, basically the state is preparing their case against him. Patrick is in jail without bond. Their daughter is with Kelsey's parents. Uh, The trial lasted for 10 days. They listened to testimony for 10 days. Within three hours, they found him guilty. Good job, jury. Yeah, they're like, oh, yep, it doesn't really matter why he did. Like, he very clearly did it. Which is actually really interesting because I feel like when you don't have a body, you always figure out how much harder it is to get a murder conviction. So, like, good job to law enforcement and to this jury and everything that everybody did Which this totally would not have happened if Crystal hadn't come forward. Of course, yeah. Um, so they found him guilty within three hours. 
He was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole plus 156 years. Good. Good job, Judge, too. Safe to say he ain't going anywhere. This thing, this case is just so baffling to me, though, because it's like, why? Like, there's really no clear motive. Like, why? It's just so very cliche, for one. Like, really? Yep. Fiance kills his fiance because he's got a secret girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Has the girlfriend cover it up, like, pleads to have Kelsey come back. Like, you're just the, yeah. you're just the scum on the bottom of the earth. Yes. So on Crystal's testimony at the trial, she talked about how there was buddy, bloody footprints on, like, Kelsey's stove and stuff from her, like, kicking it, like, trying to fight oh him. Oh, my gosh. Blood all over the floor, all over the wall. There were bloody footprints. Like, ugh. And Patrick told Crystal that he was um, wanting to kill Kelsey because he believed that she was abusing their baby. Oh, my goodness. But it's like, of course, he's going to tell his girlfriend, like, whatever, to make it look like she's the bad one. Yeah. And during his time in prison, but leading up to the trial, um, Patrick was trying to get Crystal killed in jail. Was, like, ordering hits on Well, I suppose, because Mm -hmm. she's blabbing her mouth about the murder, but, jeez. Yep, there was an inmate that said while he was in jail with Patrick from September through October of 2019, he had asked him several times to help kill various witnesses in the case. Oh, my goodness. So. Not very bright. Mm -hmm. This man is. And in the months leading up to Kelsey's disappearance... Patrick had told a couple different friends, no body, no crime. So he thought for sure, like, if I get rid of her body. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. We just have, you know, blood evidence everywhere and teeth in an envelope, but no biggie. So. Yeah, and I did. I checked today quick before we started here, um, but I haven't seen anything. Supposedly, the girlfriend is supposed to be sentenced this month. This month, okay. Ooh, another fun fact. Two years before all of this happened, Crystal was pregnant with Patrick's baby and had an abortion. No way. Mm-hmm. And according to Crystal, Kelsey's last words were, please stop. That's just... The poor lady. Yeah. 29 years old, so same age as me. Yep. Ugh, sad. She says this sweet baby and thinking she's thinking she's got a great fiance and her life ahead of her yep sad (laughs) this one's just kind of baffling it is and it's kind of interesting like I almost wish I knew more about Patrick because it's like he really thought he was going to get away with Uh this he just thought no biggie we'll just kill her and carry on with our lives Yep, and now this poor little girl is left without either of her parents. Mm-hmm. So this one's kind of interesting in the fact that we have we have resolution, we know what happened, but her poor family is never going to get the closure because they're never going to have her body. I mean, no, they know and that's happened, the thing. I mean, like, justice was served and everything yeah. went as well as it could have as far as the case goes, but it's mm-hmm. like she's still dead. And, yep. and yeah. he's still a piece of scum in jail. Mm-hmm. So... That's all we got for you guys today. Yeah. We're kind of leaving you guys on a on a bummer note. Uh, no, yeah. but 
Until next time, guys, stay safe and lock, lock your, your freaking, freaking doors. doors. Bye. Bye.